Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 and ACDC in Rock 102. It's going to be a nice day today. Sunny and a high of 49. Tomorrow, high of 48. And then Saturday, ooh-wee baby, 55 and sunny. Sounds awesome. And then uh, and then snow and 25 on Sunday. That's great. Welcome to New England. Terrific. Folks. Maybe we should go to the beach on Saturday. What do you say? Yeah, what do you, go to Musquamacuts? Yeah, why not? Uh, Hampton Beach? I got no problem with that. Uh, Dennis Beach? You ever spend a weekend in Dennis? No, but I spent some time in Yarmouth. Oh, yeah! 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 Headed straight from Athol to so- Yarmouth. Uh, today is a uh, Thunderbird Thursday. Your chance of winning a big, fat stack of prizes from the Thunderbirds, uh, including tickets to a Saturday's game against the Providence Bruins and a lot of other stuff, too. That's coming up around, ooh, I don't know, say uh, 7.45 this morning. All righty, then. And also, I believe uh, actress Jen Landon. Maybe. 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 Possibly. Uh, Possibly. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, you know what? Uh, she's a little sensitive when it comes to Michael. So... You mean her dad? Yeah, her dad. Yeah, so what? You good... know what? I'm guessing if we asked a question about her dad, yeah. somebody would interject and go, enough questions about the dad, okay? <laughs> okay. Do you think, how am I, I'll bet you $102 this morning, my friend, that that, that somebody is going to interject in this interview and say, don't, don't ask about her dad. That, that seems to be a fool's bet right there, Steve. Uh, all right. A fool's uh, bet. I could be 102 bucks richer <laughs> by the end of this show. And I would be down 102 within uh, a blink of an eye. Well, we will see. Yes, we will. It's 536 and Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550. And the Beatles on Rock 102. I just uh, I just saw that uh, show on uh, Lobster Tube yesterday. Uh, which one is that? Come Together. Oh, right. Yeah, that's yeah. a good. I, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to devote eight hours to see a, a documentary, <laughs> but I'm not so sure I want to see a five minute video with with ads <laughs> popping up all over the place. Uh, just like the New York Post put it one year, beat the Beatles. <laughs> It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 49. <laughs> Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 48. 29 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, what do you say? We hop right into some Hollywood trash with Steve and yeah. the Rock 102. Uh, Joe Rogan weighed in again on the controversy over his repeated use of the N-word on his podcast and Spotify's removal of dozens of past episodes because of his racially insensitive language. And this time, it's he played the victim card. That's what he's going with now. Yeah, that's a good tactic. Last Friday, Spotify pulled 70 episodes of the Joe Rogan experience from its platform, dating from uh, 2009 to 2018, which the streamer said it did at the request of Rogan and his team. That came after singer uh, India Ari last week said she was pulling her music and podcasts off Spotify, citing Rogan's language around race. She reposted a video on Instagram compiling 24 times uh, Rogan used the N-word on his podcast and the resurfaced clip soon went viral. Rogan, you know, what? whenever I've signed a $100 million contract to do anything, uh, there's always backlash. People are always out to get you. Yeah. You know, people are always trying to, you know, tear you down a little bit. That's why I don't sign them anymore. Yeah, I know. I, I've, I, I've, I've, I backed off signing $100 million deals. Yeah. People, I couldn't, I couldn't pe- handle it. Yeah, people say, well, why are you leaving money on yeah. the table? Dude, you know, the hassles, the headaches of a $100 million contract. Listen, happiness comes in the form of a contract that pays you fives of dollars. It's worked for me. I'm 27 years <laughs> right. into this show, into this uh, this uh, this job, and I thank God every day. I uh, I walked away from the big bucks. 
Uh, Rogan addressed the situation in Tuesday's episode of his podcast, which is exclusively distributed by Spotify. Uh, that video had always been out there. It's like, this is a political hit job, he said. He continued, and they're so, and they're so taking all this stuff I've ever said that's wrong and smooshing it all together. Well, that's... I, okay. <laughs> there, there's a couple of different things here. I right. don't really think he's justified using that anywhere, anytime, for anything, for any conversation. Right. And he, he did say yeah. that in his apology. Right. But the other thing is, you know, any anybody could be the victim of something like that, where you compile a bunch of... Anybody could go online and take a bunch of audio from you and me and smoosh it together. Uh, I would and not... We, and we could say things that sure. you, wouldn't, you didn't really say. I would not recommend any of that, by the way. But nobody, uh, you know, spliced together him saying uh, the first you know a syllable and mm -hmm. then the second syllable you know of that word and splice it together he was actually saying these things and he got caught doing it right somebody finally w when you expose yourself enough like you said with a hundred million dollars everybody wants a piece of that or they don't want you to have it so that's how you get people to come after you like that that's right but you, I mean, you're right. You can edit things any way you want to yeah. make you look uh, horrible. Like, for example, many years ago, we had an advertising client on this radio station. And just for laughs, uh, somebody working here put a, together a bunch of this dude's commercials yeah. uh, and made him say, uh, I sell junk. Oh, hey, that's a good one. It was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, never saw the light of day. Never never aired on the radio. But boy, did we laugh. Oh, see, we did that at another radio station uh, where we took, uh, remember Dick McDonough? I do. Yeah, we took him talking and we spliced it together with this other gastrointestinal commercial uh-huh and we it was making him sound and, and put fart noises to it great stuff. so it was just him talking about how much relief he's getting from gastrointestinal even though he was talking about a seafood restaurant and, and then you had <laughs> fart sounds in the background yes, right? yeah yes, that's yes, it yes yes that's it man that's good stuff you know that was uh, that's how we learned how to edit but that was all fun and games. We weren't, you know, he actually enjoyed listening to it. Yeah, and by the yeah. way, just just to be, you know, in full disclosure, mm -hmm. Dick McDonough's got the bowels of a 25-year-old man. He's got powerful bowels. Oh, yeah, he does. Hey, buddy. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with what's going on in the plumbing. No. That we're aware of. Uh, there's a 10 times actors have taken significant pay cuts. Okay. Okay. There's a list of actors who've uh, accepted significant pay cuts, like Jonah Hill. I was, I wasn't really surprised by this. Jonah Hill agreed to the lowest possible salary of sixty thousand dollars to be in The Wolf of Wall Street because he just wanted to work with Martin Scorsese. That's actually a smart idea on his part. Was it sixty thousand dollars his normal pay for for a film? He's making a couple of million now, at least for some of these films. Uh, Will Smith personally paid the cast of King Richard for any lost box office returns. How's he not broke? <laughs> <laughs> but that was because uh, the studio decided on a simultaneous streaming, streaming and theatrical release. So he figured, all right, yeah, well, this is the way to do it. Keanu Reeves reportedly volunteered to take a cut of several million dollars for the Devil's ad Advocate so the studio could afford Al Pacino. There's really no winning that argument. No, not really. Keanu, you got to take a pay cut. We got to bring in a different actor for this role. Well, what's what's the problem, dude? Well, we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're going to hire yeah. a guy who can actually act. Oh, bogus! <laughs> That's the way I feel. He talks all the time. 
<laughs> and then he goes uh, into the air guitar when they finally hire Al Pacino. Yeah. Chadwick uh, Bozeman donated some of his salary to Sienna Miller when they did 21 Bridges. The studio was refusing her asking price, so Chadwick stepped in. All right. Pretty good for him. It, well, for the, uh, most, for the most part. Will Farrell, Paul Rudd, and Steve Carell took pay cuts for Anchorman 2. The legend continues, so it just could be made. Well, that's, that shows that the studio had some confidence. That, that was a horrible sequel, by the way. They should have yes. never have made that. No. Uh, Kristen Stewart agreed to a reduced salary of $200,000 for On the Road because she was so invested in her character and the fact that she realized this is probably the only work I'm going to get. Uh, and quick, Kate Winslet and Ewan McGregor agreed to cut their salaries from seven figures to just above the union's minimum rate so they could star in East of Harlem together. The movie was eventually made under the title In America, but neither of them ended up being in it. <laughs> so... Well, good thing we took that pay cut. Yeah, good thing. Uh, according to a new book, uh, Tom Hardy got the title role in Mad Max Fury Road by spitting on Army Hammer during an audition. It was down to those two guys and Jeremy Renner for the part. Is that what it takes to get a role in Hollywood? Yeah. Horking up a big luger and whipping it out at somebody? I believe that's exactly how you get a job in this business, too. No, I believe they spit on you on after you. you're done. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, two new Super Bowl commercials were released. Will Smith rapping with fans to promote Fresh Prince, uh, the reboot, and Z- Zendaya uh, selling seashells by the seashore with narration from Andre 3000. I have no idea what that last sentence said. Well, you know, uh, I'm sure you you know who Zendaya is, right? I think so. All right. Well, she's an actress in uh, what's that? Uh, Euphoria. Yeah. All right. So she's in that. Well, who's Andre uh, Three Thousand? <sighs> Was it uh, 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 Outcast? That's Outcast. Yeah. Well, one half of Outcast. Oh. Yeah. I, yeah. This is why I'm so out of touch. How with does reality. a 55 year old man know that, know. and a young dude like you doesn't know either one of them? I don't know. How you am know? I so dialed in? Listen. Uh, we have stuff to talk about. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. I am. Keeping it casual. Make it the... You're the cutest thing I ever did see. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 611. And the great Steve Miller on Rock 102. It is going to be... Uh, what? Just changed to snow? Why well, this I, morning? Why well, they're, they're going to be like flurries, but you know they're going to uh, end by noon gotcha. and then get warm. All right. Well, then hopefully mostly sunny, as it said two seconds ago, uh, and a high of forty-eight. Tomorrow sunny and a high of forty-seven. It was uh, twenty-nine right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, today is a Thunderbird Thursday. We'll be uh, giving away a big stack of uh, uh, a big giant prize pack to one lucky son of a gun, plus tickets to Saturday's game against the Providence Bruins. All right. And guess what came in the mail for me yesterday, my friend? Uh, uh, your Eversource uh, bill? No, no, no. But that was a lot heavier. Uh, I bet than, it was. Than uh, what I got in the box yesterday. <laughs> uh, my magnet fishing kit came. Yay! I'm going to go fishing well i'm not i'm not fishing for magnets that's it kind of makes it sound like you're you know when you say i'm going blue fishing you're going fishing for blue fish yeah when you say i'm going magnet fishing it's not like you're out there fishing for other magnets no no that's just the that's just the technique you're going for trolling is what you're doing so uh i got this uh i guess the the kit in the mail yesterday showed up i ordered it last friday yes showed up with the amazon yesterday and uh 
Lo and behold, you open it up and it's got this big medallion-type magnet. Now, you got to be really careful what you put this thing near. Well, you can't near, put your phone near it. You can't, you know, it's magnetized. Got to take your belt buckle off. It's a magnet. It's going to rip everything apart from that phone. Now, you put this uh, picture on uh, your Facebook yeah. yesterday uh-huh. and uh, on Instagram, I noticed, and uh, it's a lot bigger than I expected it to be. It seems like a, like a, like a much bigger, I, mean, I think magnets, I think like those little magnetic Scotty dogs you put uh, on your fridge yeah. you have to hold no, your, no, your no, report no, card no, on. No, that's not the same one. It's not the same thing. This thing is about the uh, the size of the circumference of a grapefruit and the thickness of, uh, let's say, uh, oh, a textbook. It's very thick. It's a powerful and, magnet. It's a powerful magnet, and it comes with these two hooks on it. Um, that one's for the side of it and one's for the top of it. And you can screw screw that in and, and either, either one of those holes. Right. And then uh, you take the, it's got one of those uh, ropes that come with it that's got the clips like a, I don't know what you call those things. There's a name for them. But they're clips like, uh, like a mountain climber would use like on a rope. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, those yeah. little closed things there. So it's it's got that. So you, and uh, that comes in handy when you want to anchor it to something. You know, if you don't want to lose the the rope, sure. Now this this this, so the rope is basically the fishing line, right? Yeah, you don't have to get like a high gauge, high uh, you know, high weight uh, fishing line to operate this thing. I don't know how many feet it is, but it's uh, it's it's actually it's pretty it's pretty long. The rope is pretty long, right? And it's uh, it's fairly durable. Now I don't know, uh, you know, I tried this thing out yesterday in front of the little brook in front of my house just to see, you know. But the problem is there's too much ice in there right now, so you really oh, yeah. can't do a whole lot. But uh, I forgot, duh, even though I drive over it every day, there's a bridge in my town where I can go do that. There's this big green bridge when you when you come into to Huntington. You're right about that. There's this giant green bridge, and I'm like, that would be a perfect spot to drop this magnet off the side there's of. There's got to be all kinds of stuff in that on the bottom of that uh, little oh, brook. Oh, absolutely. Uh, syringes, uh uh, bottle caps. Uh. Somebody is uh, telling me those metal clasps are called carbiners. Ooh, carbiners. Or carabiners. Uh, carabiners. I don't even know how you You don't even know it. what you're talking about. I'm just going with what this person said. Uh, uh, they could be nuts for all I know. Did they text me too? Oh, carabiner. Yeah. Carabiner. carabiner. Right, there carabiner. you go. Carabiner. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, I got this kit. Tried it out yesterday. It's actually, I'm really looking forward to uh, to doing this. It also comes with like a three hook thing. Like you're uh, like you're harpooning a whale. <laughs> like <laughs> it's another attachment. Of yep. it, and I, I don't think that's magnetic. That thing. It's just more to like for grabbing. But they're metal. Yeah, it's metal. It's different. all right. So it's, it's like anything else. It's like if you attach something that's uh, that's easily magnetized. Yeah. And there's a magnet there. Yeah. Then that thing becomes a magnet too. Yeah. I was watching this guy. Uh, there's all, this is like a huge hobby. Like there's a lot of people into this thing and Reddit has an entire subreddit about magnet fishing. And this one guy who had all these videos, he was showing, uh, how to use that hook. And he was fishing in like a, uh, like a canal looked like kind of like a Florida type deal. Uh, where, where like boats were coming in and out of the canal, mm-hmm. and uh, he was picking. He picked up a toilet from a sh- from a boat, like a, a toilet. Yeah, like a cast iron toilet from an old like boat. Well, that's gotta that's gotta be cold in the winter time, but, don't but, you think? Well, I don't think he's using it now. But uh, he put the hook down to pull it out. 
So really, this thing is not a hobby so much to find treasure, but more of an environmental cleanup is what it comes yeah. down to. Well, because you're dragging the metal out of the water. Most of it's like bolts and screws and you know things like that. I'm uh, I'm on the YouTube's right now, mm -hmm. looking at all the uh, the magnet fishing videos that are yeah. out there. Uh huh. And uh, you know, as you would expect, uh, there's a lot of junk being pulled out of the these waterways. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like you don't know what you're gonna find. No, I just I I think it's it's more of a treasure hunty thing. And I, and I was really, uh, it, it's it's really more about me hanging out with my kids. My kids are really excited about this. Like it's just a, like we're transitioning in life to you know we don't go out to paint and cookies night. Yeah, right. Anymore, like they don't. They don't want to do that stuff anymore because they're too old. Yeah, like they don't want to go to the yeah. uh, the American yeah. uh, doll store in New York with dad. Yeah, so yeah. you gotta you gotta like kind of reinvent yourself every once in a while and try to come up with new things. They're excited about the magnet fishing thing. Like they can't wait to go. Well, this uh, this is the kind of family yeah. tradition that could go on for generations. Well, I mean, it's kind of it's a little it's relaxing, you know. It's it's and it's fun. It's fun to do. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. I know a lot of people when they go like traditional fishing, you know, yeah. in bodies of water, like uh, oceans and stuff, and they catch a big fish. Yeah. They sometimes will have the fish mounted and stuffed yeah. and then placed on the wall. Yeah. Let's just say you are magnet fishing with the kids, all right? And you pull out, uh, I don't know, say it's a bicycle. Just say, just, you know, just I'm thinking, you know, yeah. it could be anything. But let's just say it's a bicycle. Do you think that you will mount and stuff that bicycle and put that on your wall too as a trophy? Yes. Suppose uh, like a like a military grade firearm. I'm hoping to pick up like uh, license plates, military grade firearms, yep. any kind of those things. Oh yeah. Um, how about the uh, mortars? Yeah. See, I believe when you find those things, mm -hmm. like guns and stuff, are you supposed to report them? I believe you're supposed to report that to the authorities. Jesus. Fishing, so fishing game or actual cops? Actual cops. Yeah, not fish police. Yeah, see, that's kind of the the bad thing about that. Because, I mean, I would suspect, let's say, think of a, bo a body of water in the Connecticut River. Perfect example. Let's say uh, it's the Connecticut River. Yeah. You have to believe there are all kinds of weapons on the bottom of that river. You know, people yeah. committing a crime, tossing their gun in the river, you know, trying to, uh, to get rid of evidence. You know, that's the kind of thing you would find, like, uh, underneath, say, the Memorial Bridge. Yes, yes. Or yeah, and I'm, I'm <clears throat> could have yeah, I could have picked any one of the bridges. But I'm just saying memorial because it's right there in the middle. Um, you'd have to call the cops, and really, you'd have to. Yeah, I believe that's the proper yeah, here thing. Here you to go, do. officer. I got a gun, but you know, I was really hoping for something bigger. Well, look, you can't be, uh, you know, uh, in possession of like a handgun if you don't have a handgun license. You know what, what about I mean? the finders, keepers, losers, weepers rule? I, I don't think that works for. You know that type of weapon. Yeah, I don't. I, even, I don't even know how they would determine that. There's got to be some sort of like if you pulled something up and it was clearly not a functioning thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's I would be better off calling the police just to make sure. But you know, everybody is saying, "Hey, you can go to Holyoke and you, you know Northland Bridge, and you can find all kinds of firearms probably." And then like there's a, there's a actually it was uh, I think it was. I, it was somebody who told me in the last day or two, they messaged me saying, yeah, you think you're going to find all that stuff in those Holyoke canals, but all you're going to find is like old 
pieces to all the mills that were there that yeah. have been there. You know there. what? Those naysayers need to shut their damn mouths. Well, How many times have you ever gone actual fishing, looking yeah. for fish? You're out there all day. You're getting a sunburn, uh, and you caught nothing. Nothing but like little minnows, like little little junk fish. Yeah, you know, you're not going to make a meal out of that. You just you know, you throw them back in the water. They're so tiny. Yeah. Well, you know what? This isn't any different. You're not always going to come up with the with buried treasure. Sometimes it's going to be like random junk, like you know, forks and spoons, or uh, what else? Wouldn't you? you know, well, would hey, be meaningless to you. Listen, man, uh, it's fun. It's something to do with the kids. Until they get bored with that, and then we'll figure out something else. But until then, uh, you should come with us. We should go. You know, Steve, uh, you are tempting me. Who wants a day of magnet fishing with Nagel? How take video fishing with my Nagel? There, there you, you go. go, right, right. there. How much was the uh, was the gear the magnet? It was uh, sixty nine dollars. <laughs> that was the only reason I bought that one. Yeah. There was other ones that were like seventy nine and fifty nine, and then yeah, but, you can go like two hundred, three hundred dollars. But honestly, yeah. I mean, how much would you spend on a rod and reel, like a real high quality graphite one? Probably a couple hundred bucks. I would say a good, yeah, pro one. Yeah, I mean, you could always get the crappy one from Walmart for like fifteen dollars if you wanted to. But plus, you know, you know, maybe a like a fishing boat. Yeah, that's gonna yeah. cost you a few bucks. Yeah, here right. you're just standing on the side of the. The banks of a river with a big giant magnet for well, sixty bucks. Well, here we go, my friend. Magnet fishing all the way. There you go. I'll I'll, I'll join you. I'm a master baiter in that department too. I think we all assumed. You just put screws at the end of it. It's six twenty-two with Bax and Nagel and Rock One Hundred Two. Uh, it is going to be sunny today after the flurries uh, clear away uh, this morning, and a high of forty-eight tomorrow. More of the same with a high of forty-eight, and then Saturday. 55. It's 29 right now in downtown Springfield. After uh, 7 o'clock this morning, we'll be talking to actress Jen Landon. Now, that last name may seem familiar because she is the daughter of the late Michael Landon from Bonanza, Little House on the Prairie. uh, uh, What was it, Highway to Heaven? Highway to Heaven. Yeah, you know, that's where she, uh, she got her acting debut was in Highway to Heaven with her dad. Which is like, uh, like the quantum leap of religion. You know, I'm sure, uh, you know, she's got her own career now. You know, she doesn't. It's not like she's riding the coattails of Michael. No, 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 no. Uh, she, she's in her own. Uh, she's uh, co-starring in a show. Uh, was it uh, Yellowstone? Yeah, and apparently she doesn't talk anything like she talks on the show. On this show? Uh, on on oh on Yellowstone. On Yellowstone. Right. Uh, I'm just gonna go out on a limb though and say, if we were to ask her questions about her dad, she would be pretty graceful about it, mm-hmm. but. I think maybe there might be somebody who would interject in the middle of the interview going, enough questions about the dad, okay? Well, how do you not ask about Michael Landon? I mean, Michael Landon is an institution for crying out loud. Yeah, I got I to ask about uh, you know her working an yeah. acting gig with her, bro- with her dad. Yeah. Right? Well, right? Yeah, but she's not living in the shadow of Michael Landon. No. Though. she's she's Listen, she's a very busy so, actress. She's been in a million things. So, like, uh, I'll ask a question. And then uh, she'll maybe she'll seem a little thrown off. Yep. And then you'll ask a question about her dad. And then some guy will step in and go, uh, enough questions about the dad, okay? Okay, 102 yeah. bucks. I'm betting you 102 bucks that's going to happen. <laughs> it's really hard to walk away from a bet like that. Uh, you want to laugh? Sure. Uh, joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car whether you trade it or not. And that's no joke. What? What happened? What's uh, some the music? Just some uh, technical issues. Technical issues, huh? Yes, I'm afraid yeah. so. Technically, 
where you can't play that anymore. But no. that's okay. No, they're just, just issues. They're just oh, issues. Oh, oh, is that what it is? Yes. It's just issues. They're just issues. Oh, I got issues. Do you have issues? I got issues. I'm more concerned about whether you have a joke. No, I don't. I don't. Oh, well, then that's fine. No, Sam died and left $50,000 in his will for an elaborate funeral, okay? Okay. And as the last attenders left, Sam's wife, Rose, turned to her oldest friend, Sadie, and said, Well, I'm sure Sam would be pleased. I'm sure you're right, replied Sadie, who leaned in close and lowered her voice to a whisper. Tell me, how much did it really cost? All of it, said Rose. 50000 50000 no. Yeah. I mean, it was very nice, but really? 50000 She said, yeah. She said the funeral was 6500 I donated 500 to the church for the priest services. The food and drinks cost another 500 and the rest went towards the memorial stone. Uh, and Sadie computed quickly. 42500 for a memorial stone? Exactly how big is it? Seven and a half carats. Ah! I get it! She bought herself a diamond ring! Zing! Pow! That was the memorial stone! <laughs> Zing! Rock 102. Now, it's more important than ever to have quality health care. United Healthcare plans just received... Nagel and Rock 102, it's time for news. Brought to you by Noonan Energy, serving Western Massachusetts for over 125 years. NoonanEnergy.com is local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. Uh, 22 News has revamped their website. Okay. So it's like really kind of, like it's all clunky now. I haven't, I, mean, t- I, I haven't taken a look yet. They're trying to give it a fresh look, I guess. So now it's like a black background. Oh yeah. And then all of these, all of these stories like kind of just aggregated in the middle. All right, but you got your 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 top stories on the uh, you know on the desktop version, you know, kind of on the right. So you're not you know having to look all over the place for those top stories. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, nobody likes change. No, we should get rid of that news sounder though. That's something. That's old. We gotta get rid of that. We have been using that for what forever, <laughs> forever and a day. We need to freshen things up. Massachusetts State Police uh, are hoping a deck of playing cards will generate new tips for detectives in a number of unsolved homicides and missing person cases across the state. Breaking out in a game of cards? Yeah. The 52 victims featured on the cards were selected by each of the participating district attorney's offices. Each one features a victim's name, photo, and relevant facts about the investigation into the death or disappearance, along with the number of unsolved case to, unresolved case tip line and a mailing address for the unresolved cases unit. The victims in this deck were someone's mother, father, sister, brother, wife, husband, child, or partner, Colonel Christopher Mason said. Much time may have passed since the crime uh, that took them and from their loved ones, but they and the victims of all unresolved cases are not forgotten. Uh, so, yeah, they're going to be distributing uh, these. The playing cards will be distributed by the Department of Corrections to state prison inmates. Hmm. Okay. <sighs> I could see a game of cards in prison with these cards turning into a very dark game. Oh, I'll yeah. I'll give you a hit-and-run vehicular homicide. You're playing Go Fish. Yeah, I was going to say, like, do, you, do you have a breaking and yeah. entering? Yeah. Go Fish. Yeah. Do you have a stabbing? Uh, I, in fact, have two stabbings. <laughs> a Go Fish. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you have any bodies in the water? <laughs> Go fish. I see your drug distribution and I raise you 
two larcenies. I mean, unless, like, you're going to be uh, asking these inmates to, like, rat on somebody else. Right. I wonder if that's what their hope is. Well, I don't know, man. I mean, you can't trust someone who's in prison. Who can you trust? Right, but I'm saying I wonder if it's one of those things where, like, you know, the guys are sitting around playing cards, and then uh, one of the guy goes, ha, I know that guy. Popped him right in the back of the head. And then uh, the other one goes, You know, he says. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know how. That's how they respond. In, I think in the they tank. Do. I, no, you I, don't I, think, I. You don't think they go to the, the uh, go to the the. No, I, I, I think what happens is somebody will well, there there be like a like yeah. a like a like a like like a jail cell uh, confession, uh-huh. and everybody around them doesn't cower in fear. What they do is they all puff up at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think you did bad? Let me tell you about what I did. You know, and that's how they. That's how uh, I believe. Uh, the prison yeah. system operates. Yeah. Give Dude. me that queen of hearts and let me show you what a job I did on that guy. Yeah, you don't want to cower in fear. You want to puff up on a guy. Yeah. Do you want to see my two of spades? This is what I did to him. Right? See? Yeah. The guy's all yep. mangled and everything. Yeah, and you don't react. You don't react negatively. Yeah. You just you just you just either you know underreact by saying nothing or you you know act tougher. You act crazier than the crazy guy. Puff in your chest. Puff up. A uh, Springfield man was arrested Tuesday after state and Springfield police found a large amount of suspected fentanyl and cocaine in an apartment on Clifton Avenue. According to the state police, members of the Narcotics Task Force and the uh, Springfield police performed a search warrant on an apartment on Clifton Avenue Tuesday morning. Inside the home, officers found approximately 300 grams of suspected fentanyl and more than 100 grams of suspected cocaine and more than 150 rounds of ammunition. We're going to shoot them up and... Getting high. These all sound like clues to me. Well, I believe. Like, you know, they, maybe there's some sort of uh, you know wild antics going on in this home. It could be. Uh, police from the MSP Sinret, I don't even know what that is, arrested 35-year-old Juan Ramos Cato of Springfield. He has been charged with trafficking heroin and trafficking cocaine in possession of ammunition without a firearm and yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada, yada? Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. That were the best part. I mentioned the fentanyl. That's not really the best part. Isn't that, uh, isn't that like, uh, I think I've had a fentanyl seed bagel once. No. If you did, you'd be dead. Really? Yeah, fentanyl is uh, is terribly dangerous stuff. What am I thinking of then? I think you're thinking of poppy seeds. Fennel. Oh, fennel. fennel. That's right. Right, fennel. I'm sorry. The correct answer was fennel. Thank you for playing, though. <laughs> uh, oh, here, this is what I, MSP Sinret West uh, Task Force is a group compi- comprised of state troopers, members of Homeland Security, uh, uh, police from Ludlow, Holyoke, East Hampton, Springfield, Pittsfield, and Westfield, and the Hamden County Sheriff's Department. Damn. It's like a mega unit. Yeah, they don't uh, they don't screw around. No, they're going to take you down. Take you uh, down to Chinatown. I think that's exactly what they tried to do. I think they did. Uh, let's see. A woman uh, from Lanesboro pleaded guilty for stealing more than $1 million from her employer. According to the Berkshire Attorney's uh, Office spokesperson, Andrew McKeever, 57-year-old Deborah Tribus pled guilty in Berkshire Superior Court on Tuesday and was sentenced to serve three to five years in state prison on the following charges. Larceny, forgery, uttering false checks, uh, false entries into corporation records, uh, common and notorious thief, mm-hmm. uh, parking violations. She's fighting those, though. 
You know, uh, whenever you hear about uh, someone like this, someone who uh, you know, walked off with millions of dollars from their employer, I keep trying to imagine what I would need to do to steal a million dollars from this place. You know, I mean, you know, we don't have enough T-shirts uh, to, to, to say that it's worth a million dollars. Even the Arnold's Wheel of Meat, while valuable, you know, is, is probably no more than 60, 70 bucks to assemble. That's it? I don't think it's any more than that. So, I, you know, how could I wouldn't even know where to go or where to start to start embezzling money out of this building? Well, the thing is, you, for, you first of all, you have to have access to money. And that's what this person did. Yeah. And I, we, I don't have any access to anything that is valuable yeah. at all. But the idea that you don't think you're ever going to get caught writing checks to yourself. Right. Yes. Like, that doesn't. Like, do people really think, or is it one of those things like, listen, I only need a few thousand bucks to get me by and I'll pay off the, the debt. And then well, you get used to doing it and nobody caught you the first time, so you continue to do it. That well, if you write a, uh, a check to yourself for cash, yeah, the only thing a bank really does, they may ask for your ID yeah, just to make sure it's you. you know, but if they're not going to deny you, uh, you doing that. I mean, you're running, you know, as long as you've got uh, enough money in your account, shouldn't throw up any red flags at all. Mm. I do it all the time. Hey. Uh, oh, yeah. Good. Well, that's usually how I wash my money. You launder it that way. Yes. A home improvement contractor is banned from doing business in Massachusetts after a settlement with the attorney general's office. Moore Haley announced on Tuesday that Richard Chepichi, I don't know, that guy, and a home improvement contractor from Acton has been banned from owning or managing a construction company and will pay $150,000 in restitution following allegations that he uh, scammed dozens of homeowners in Massachusetts. I think his name is Capaccione. Capaccione. Is that Irish? No. Polish? I, no. What is that? Greek? Uh, 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 no, Lithuanian, I believe. But you know what? I, I, I think it's important to mention his name because if you're hiring him, you want to make sure that he's not going to uh, screw you. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, re- uh, how do you, how'd you say it? Capaccioni. Capaccioni is required to uh, close his three businesses, New England Hardscapes, Inc., Aqua Outdoor Environments, and R&R Consulting, LLC, under the consent judgment entered in Suffolk Superior Court. Since 2013, Capaccioni. Uh, provide uh, construction services uh, such as the installation and construction of swimming pools and decks, outdoor living spaces, and retaining walls. The investigation began in 2019 after the Attorney General's office received complaints from consumers alleging that they were paying for home improvement projects only for those projects to remain unfinished. Capagione ultimately filed for bankruptcy. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. and um... You put down all this money, half the job gets done, and then you have the money for the other half of the job. But the other half of the job ain't done. Yeah, you know, I, I, you you read about this stuff all the time. You know, guys who won't uh, finish the job or, you know, they'll take the money and never even start the job. And you can't even find mm-hmm. them after the uh, the check has been cashed. A guy like this, you know, he screwed people out of, what, 150 Yeah, he has to pay $150,000 yeah. in restitution. Probably That'll teach you. Years ago, my brother... Uh, when he was in his early 20s, was trying to get his uh, pickup truck painted. He had this badass pickup truck with the big wheels on it and all that crap. Yep. Called it the Big Mac Daddy. Of course. So he brings it to this service shop that was like right up the road from us. Again, a rural area in upstate New York. So it was like the only service shop around sure. uh, for things. 
And uh, the guy who owned the service shop, I had hired this other guy as a mechanic. Well, he was going to let him paint my brother's truck in the garage, you know, uh, for extra money. Okay. So my brother, uh, you know, uh, they determined this paint job was going to cost like $1,000. This is, of course, going back early 90s. That's why it's so cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, my brother gave him 500 bucks. And then all of a sudden, weeks go by, and you never hear from the guy. Yep. And then you go, he goes up to the uh, service center, and the guy goes, yeah, he hasn't been to work in like three weeks. Uh, no, not picking up calls, not taking messages. But he's $500 richer now. <laughs> it I, sucks when you get screwed like that. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. Years ago, I knew somebody in uh, in Rehoboth that, that tried getting an in-ground pool made. Yeah. You know, and back then you can get an in-ground pool for like, you know, eight, ten thousand dollars This is before, you know, the prices of these things went bananas. And, uh, you know, they found a guy. He said he would do it. And uh, he insisted on, you know, 50% up front. So the guy took like five grand yeah. and never returned. Yeah, see? That's... Never returned. Uh, like, come on, dude. Unfortunately, that happens all too often. And you really just need to go with a, a reputable person that... You know, do your research when you're looking for people well, to do work on your home. The thing is, this guy had built other uh, you know, other pools and completed the job. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes things happen in their lives and, you know, one thing leads to another. And, you know, they got the issues going on at home. And, yeah. you know, they're just better off, you know, taking that money and buying their stacks of cocaine or booze or whatever they're doing. And then, uh, you know, let their lives fall into a complete and utter disaster. It happens, man. It does happen. Um, you ever get bored at work? <laughs> Is that a rhetorical question? Uh, I'm just saying. Like, of course, you know, I get bored at work. Uh, I call it Monday through Friday. Yeah, but like you've been in like in an office setting where you've like you know had to play Minesweeper, or, you know. Oh yeah, past the right. time, right? Yes, sure. An art museum in Russia recently hired a new security guard, and he did the opposite of what they hired him to do. Uh, we don't know his name, but he's around 60 years old, and he got bored on his first day working there, so he decided to pass the time by improving one of the museum's paintings. He saw a portrait called Three Figures. It's just three blank faces with no facial features at all, mm-hmm. and he took a ballpoint pen and drew eyes on them, which was a big problem because that painting was worth a million dollars. Right, but but it was incomplete. Guy put uh, eyes and a nose on these uh, paintings, and yeah. uh, now it's probably worth a little bit more, right? What about drawing a penis on it too? We well, that that's too. that's you know that's irresponsible. Uh, it happened back in early December, and two visitors at the museum were the first to notice it. It just came out that a security guard was the one who did it. They just noticed it after almost two months. Museum uh, attendance a little slow. Or is no one uh, following up on the security cameras? Well, they figured it out. It was him afterwards because they went back. They probably have that footage from like four or five months ago. All right. Three months ago. Can we at least establish, could the the guy draw eyes and and a nose that looked, uh, was it well done? Was it well drawn? Uh I don't think it was, but luckily art restorers are very good at their job, and the museum says the damage is reversible. But they're only hoping it costs a few thousand dollars to fix it. Hmm. So, you see, all he did, you see, I wouldn't have noticed the difference. All he did was put these two faint eyes on two of the faces. And so, so that's you, probably why no one noticed. Well, you probably wouldn't notice unless it was probably, you know, somebody who really appreciates art, who's maybe even seen the painting before, yeah. going, hey, that thing's not supposed to have eyes. 
You know, you're not supposed to uh, even touch the uh, the pieces of art in a museum. Yeah, yeah. They don't even like you getting like up close to it. But I have to tell you, high school we had a field trip to the Boston uh, Museum of Fine Art, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so we went. And uh, in a single afternoon, I touched Whistler's mother. Uh, I touched a uh, I touched a Picasso, mm-hmm. and I believe I touched something from one of the Dutch masters. Ooh, look at you breaking all the and rules! And I did it. And I did it. Uh, this is this is this is how I did it. I uh, I had my arms folded, right? Yeah. And you know, like underneath the armpit, my my fingers were exposed. Ooh. So you know, all they saw was some you know fat little high school kid turning his back to the art piece and just wiggling his fingers behind him. And no one was the wiser. Oh, look at you. I am probably the first uh, person in maybe 15, 20 years to have touched Whistler's mother. What is the statute of limitations of you defiling artwork? Well, Steve, it's always been my contention that they will never take me alive. Yeah, yeah, I I don't think they will. Well, they've never gone after me. I never, uh, I never destroyed anything in a museum. Like I don't, I never had that, or destroyed or vandalized anything in a museum. Well, either have I. Really, all I did was touch a yeah. little, little looky, a little touchy. That's all I did. I've never touched anything in a museum. I've never been told to. That's why I like to go to interactive museums where you can touch everything. Right. Yeah. Sure. Like the Children's Museum. Yeah, like that upside like down that. house in Orlando that we went to. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. But you know, when you uh, when you can put the I touched the famous art piece yeah. uh, notch on your belt, you know, it's like, and 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 you're not lying about it. You actually did it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just uh, something to tell everybody. Yeah, not authorities, obviously, but you know, it's a simple rubes like me, you, fifty thousand people in an audience. Yeah. Again, I'm going to go back to the I really want to go to an interactive museum. You know, if like the Museum of Modern Art had uh, Starry Night with a like a tra- like a modernized transitioning to uh, Don McLean singing uh, Vincent, mm-hmm. uh, I would uh, be more uh, apt to go. Would you touch it? Of course, I would. Who doesn't want to touch Don McLean? No, not Don McLean. The oh. uh, the uh, the painting by uh, Vincent Van Gogh. No, nah, see, it wouldn't be a painting. It would just be like we have to modernize things. Oh, I see. You just take a picture of the painting, and then you. Slowly faded into Don McLean singing Starry Starry Night. Paint your palette blue and gray. <laughs> <sighs> we gotta sing that one. No, we don't. You don't want to go to Light Hits 102? I do, but not uh, not yet. Maybe in a couple of weeks. Uh it's gonna be mostly sunny today in a high of 49. Tomorrow sunny in a high of 48. It's 29 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Hey, it's Pat Kelly. Jo- rock, 102. <laughs> rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 655 and the Doobie Brothers on Rock 102. Ain't nothing gets me going hotter than the Doobie Brothers in the morning, baby. Oh, I know that, Steve. I, I can't uh, I can't argue with you on that one. That's a, that's a great classic. The only thing that's going to get hotter than that is the temperature today. And sunny and a high of 49 tomorrow. <laughs> sunny and a high of 48. It's 29 right now in downtown Springfield. <laughs> Take a breath. Not a breath. In with the good, out with the bad. You gonna post that video? Yeah, I would. I'm uh, having a little, a t- uh, little trouble with the uh, the Wi-Fi down here. It's not uh, not working for me. Yeah, I don't understand what that's all about. It's yeah, working for the longest time, and then you try to do something like you're trying to do right now. Yeah, and it's uh, not working. Maybe you should shut your Wi-Fi off and just turn your cell phone on. Yeah, I suppose I could do that. 
Yeah, that, you know what? It's what well, it says I'm not even connected to the Wi-Fi. So, all right. So I'll do that, and uh, and see whether I can uh, load that up because yep. it was worth seeing. Uh, you know how we uh, we we talked last week about uh, the sad passing of uh, Gary Brown. He was a sports writer yes. for Mass Live, and uh, he did he did this. He would do this thing called hitting to all fields, and it was like these little blurbs of things. Yeah, you know, like. Just sitting here wondering, you know, he'd mentioned something of nostalgia to the area, right? Right. And he'd congratulate people along the way. Well, wouldn't you know it, my Facebook memories pop up yesterday. And from 2018, Scott Cohen has a post. Oh, I saw that yesterday. Yeah. And he says, hey, so I heard I was mentioning Gary Brown's hitting to all fields column, which is an honor. You know, and then uh, Gary Brown says... uh, Hats off to Scott Cohen, expert MC for the Western Mass Baseball Hall of Fame. Right? Okay, yes. So uh, I wrote yesterday, rest in peace, Gary Brown. Quote, if your nutsack hangs below your knees, you probably remember when Scott Cohen was relevant. (laughs) (laughs) And then our friend friend Chris Marion, the photographer, Yes. he writes, did it involve dead cats? And then he corrects himself in the next comments. Sorry, just sitting here wondering if it involved dead cats. <laughs> just like Gary Brown would say. I thought that was pretty funny. That's beautiful. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to post this. It's probably going to take like six hours for it to load up with this uh, bad Wi-Fi, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get this thing uh, posted. All right. Okay? You let me. I could make a whole show out of those videos. Brand new. Do you have to? I could. Is that entirely necessary? Maybe not necessary, but why not? Jen Landon is uh, one of the actresses on the uh, Paramount Plus show uh, Yellowstone. We're going to be talking to her in just a few minutes. She's Teeter. She plays uh, Teeter, and she is the daughter of the late Michael Landon. And she sounds nothing like her character on the show. Absolutely not. That's coming up in just a few minutes on Rock 102. Is it snowing in Southwick? Visit SpectrumMobile.com for details. Finding your next great hire can leave you finding yourself pressed for time. That's why Indeed has a built-in interview platform that makes it easy for you to schedule and conduct video interviews right on their site. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 712 and Hart on Rock 102. Going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 49. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 48. It's 29 right now in downtown Springfield. On uh, Paramount Plus, the uh, the TV show Yellowstone, mm-hmm. big hit going to be uh, renewed i think for a fourth season or what have you anyway uh you can check out on uh, all any uh if you got the the the, the paramount plus package uh p- yes the package that's the one i don't have i don't have paramount plus i got i got a whole bunch of others but that's the one that uh, i need to uh i need to add i'll just find somebody you can uh, steal their password off of yeah no i've done that yeah i, I need to have uh, someone who is generous Enough and to, do that, to do that because uh, I don't, I don't want to pay for everything. Well, I, I'd help you out, but uh, you know, kind of trying to save some money nowadays. Yeah, no, I got, I got. That. <laughs> um, <laughs> actress Jen Landon uh, appears on that yeah. show as a uh, teeter. Yeah, and you know what? She sounds like a real rustling cowboy on that show, but in reality, I don't think she does. <laughs> She's on the phone with us right now. It's uh, Jen Landon. Good morning, Jen. How are you? Hey guys. Is this Teeter? What's up? Okay, now wait a second. You don't sound you don't sound like some buffalo riding loudmouth Texan. 
I know. Were you stressed about the fact that you were like, how do we subtitle a radio interview? Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> no, I, I see. I know. I mean, it's, it's actually impossible. Um, I, I, I know. I wish I rode that buffalo. I actually didn't ride the buffalo in that scene. Oh, you did? This is like very behind the scenes. Taylor told me I was going to be riding the buffalo, and then I read the script, and I wrote the <laughs> buffalo so that Laramie can ride it, and I was pissed. <laughs> I wanted to ride that buffalo. <laughs> is, that, is that like an insurance thing? Is like something in the, like your contract, you know, will not ride, you know, living livestock? They won't, they won't allow you to do that? No, it was just a creative choice that I, you know, frankly agree with him with, but whatever. Um, no, none of us actually rode a buffalo. There was like a buffalo on like uh, like those things that you put a quarter in. All the um, secrets of Hollywood. Then, yeah, just like they do out then, in the real ranch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they put yeah. the camera on you and there's like, right, and there's like moonlight, you know. But that being said, I did watch, I did watch the stunty jump on the back of that buffalo and ride it. Oh, there so you the go. The girl really did ride that buffalo. <laughs> so, awesome. so congratulations on and, this show. It's, and it's, I just, I just, Yes, thank you. Well, no, I was going to say, you know, the, the the show's getting a, a a lot of notice. Kevin Costner is in it. I mean, you're in it, uh, and I'm, you know, we're both looking at the, you know, your your background and on IMDb. And it's like, okay, yes, you're Michael Landon's daughter, but you've been working consistently for years. I mean, your 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 acting career is standing on its own at this point. So, you know, congratulations to you. Thank you. It's amazing as a 75-year-old that I can still play Teeter after you look at my IMDb credits. I feel like I've been in it so long. I'm like, Teeter's 70. Um, thank you. It's been a, I, you know, there was a, there's some lulls on that IMDb resume. I had some major career lulls. Um, and like one of the things that I do feel most proud about is like, I, I think I always aspired to be a lunchbox actor. You know, just like a tradesperson who comes in and does their job and right. goes and goes from show to show and works for their, you know, tries to get what they can and um and 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 I feel like in the last six or seven years, like that's sort of come true and I and I really like that. I like that it feels like a job that I that I go do, um, and not like some precious magical thing. If that makes sense. Not just a, like, like one off, not right. just some one off thing. This is uh, this is an ongoing regular thing for you. So it feels, it probably feels pretty good to, to be on something that's consistent like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's fun. I'm, I'm looking back. I mean, it says that your first acting job was on uh, your dad's series, Highway to Heaven. But then it also says yeah. you played Little yeah. Girl in White House but then uncredited. So do you go to your dad after the show and say, hey, dad, what gives? You know, a little bit of credit for the kid. How am I supposed to get my let's, SAG card with no credit? Let's stay away from the dad question. You know what? I, there's a, I was so little, I don't even remember shooting that, but there's a chance I did do that. Like, I wouldn't put it past me for me to be like, uh-uh. Like, come on, what is that BS? Yeah. That uncredited there, there you go. You got to stand up for yourself. But but I mean, you know, all of these things yeah. that, that you've done, you know, you know, you were you appeared on House, you appeared on uh, on uh, the Rabid Weight Loss. I'm looking at that now too. You were the Rabid. You- You're just digging animal. Animal Kingdom is a good show that people can watch, and Dancy is a really incredibly violent show that people can watch. Well, yeah. But I'd like to see you as the Rabid Woman. 
you can watch on the internet made by my friend yeah. Ellen Rowe. It's a like uh, it's a bunch of actors that got together to do something. But uh, you know, some it's it's I actually it's one of the most fun shoot days I've ever had. So with the with with Yellowstone, I mean, you know, you're working with with Kevin Costner. I mean, how how is uh, how is he to work with? He's awesome. He's uh, like the most generous, um, friendly. He has this amazing ability because he knows he's aware of what he means to people, and he's aware of it in the best sense, so that he knows that. I feel like he knows on some level that they're probably going to be incredibly nervous to be around him, to meet him, to work with him. And so he's incredibly tender and he is so giving on set. He gets a really mellow vibe. He loves to like kind of talk about cool things. And, and he has been, he has done things professionally and um, that are so beyond generous. That I've that I've never seen a number one on the show do that. Like, really takes care of his, of his, of the people around him. That's uh, that's actually really cool to hear. Yeah, it, it is cool to hear because you you always hear you know sometimes uh, right? you know like, some nasty stories about some uh, actor who was being a jerk on set. Uh, but I, I always I always really enjoy hearing those things about other people. Especially a guy like Kevin Costner, who seems pretty humble with what he's done, and he's he's done a, he's done a lot of great stuff. Uh, I think he gets too much flack for some of the things I that. Find... Go ahead. Oh, what you? What were you going to say? But oh, what did he get flack for? Well, he, you know, people still bring up Waterworld, you know, like like it was some right. horrible disaster or something. <laughs> but it's like everybody has something that you know they might not. It might not have been the best, but the only you... people, the only the only people who like bring up Waterworld in a in a critical way in that sense of like a condemning sense are the people who never had the balls to make a movie. Period. Oh, like, like... two bit morning radio host <laughs> that just asked that question. <laughs> no, like the people who like. No, you're not saying it. You're referencing yeah, right. people who did. Like it's it's a thing where like if you're condemning, like you're somebody. If you're in the trenches, you're going to pro- appreciate the attempt. Like, yeah. that was a movie involved. Like, who wants to shoot in and on water? Like, that is a financial, technical yeah. nightmare. Um, and, and no, he's, he is awesome. And I find that the, the jerks are always the people who are, like, mid-level and not that talented. They're yeah. so afraid and that, that they're like numbers, that their time is up. Well, you know, I, I, I've heard it said, and I, I think there is something to be said about this. You don't have, you can't maintain a long career in anything unless you're, you know, treating people well and, uh, you know, do good work. And I think, like, a, a, you know, a Kevin Costner would be like, you know, one of those guys where you hear, you know, from time to time, yeah, he's a really good guy. But then, okay, but also look at the body of work when you have a, a combination like that. It's encouraging to hear, and, and and I think that's that's really cool. Your dad very much the same thing. I mean, I, when was there a time when your dad was not on TV? I mean, from the time he was a teenager and until uh, the end of his life. I mean, your dad had an amazing acting career. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, but man, Yellowstone uh, going strong, and uh, it's 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 really a great show, and uh, I look for I look forward to the. How many see? How many? How many have they told you if they're gonna go like six and seven seasons? God, no, they don't. They, they don't. don't. And even if they did, you couldn't bank on that. It's Just like the way our industry is, the way things change. Um, 
Oh, you can, yeah, be, you no, can be wrapped you, up you tomorrow, know, and you're like, what? I, uh, <laughs> I've got, I've got bills bu- to pay. Oh, hey, yeah, what are you going to do with that uh, buffalo? <laughs> the show, show that I'm shooting in New York that's been my bread and butter for a year that I was that it has been amazing, and I felt like it was going to keep going. I, I got a call on Saturday night that in deadline, in an article that came out, <laughs> the number one on the show, who I play as love interest, is yeah. no longer going to be on the show. So, oh, wow. you know, I get, a, I get a call from the, sh- you know, and it's like, you got to come back. We're, we need to, we've rewritten the script and this is the end. And that's yeah. just, that's sort of the beauty of the job is, you know, is yeah. you never have anything really to hold on to. We got to move on, guys. Yep. Yeah. Jen Landon from uh, Yellowstone. Listen, we appreciate the time. Best of luck with the show and a real pleasure to talk to you today. Thanks so much. Thank you appreciate so much. Appreciate it. Jen Landon with Thanks. Dax and Nagel and Rock 102. They it's 724 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Eventually going to be sunny and nice today with a high of 48. Tomorrow, more of the same. It's 24 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, you owe me 102 bucks, by the way. <sighs> I never shook on it. Oh, you welcher. You welching on the bet? I bet you $102 yeah. that during that interview, somebody would come on and say, don't talk about her dad. And sure enough, the guy did. And then he told us to wrap it up. Well, Steve, I don't know how that happened, and I don't know how you were able to predict that uh, I would cause such problems in that interview. But um, well, I, I didn't shake on it, so uh, you know it's just uh, your word against mine, and I'm not sure that's a legal contract in the state of Massachusetts. I uh, I am going uh, to admit uh, that I screwed that up big time because somebody knew I wasn't supposed to ask yeah. questions about Michael Landon and well, failed to tell me. Well, I didn't know that until you started asking the qu- Well, actually I didn't know. Okay, here's the deal. We recorded this interview no, yesterday. No, that was completely hey, live. Listen, you can pull the man behind the curtain and I need there needs to be an explanation here. Okay. So we recorded this after the show. And and, and we do a lot of that when guests are like on the West Coast and it's, you know, 5 o'clock in the morning, they don't want to come on the air for 8 o'clock. So we recorded that, and then uh, they send it like when you when you book these things, they send you like an instruction seat, sh- uh, sheet back. Right, right. right. So I uh, I just saw confer- confirmed, you know, for whatever the day, the time and day was, and mm-hmm. you know, we're gonna, I'm like, awesome, giddy up. I didn't read the part where it says, uh, and this is where I feel awful because I can totally, totally empathize with this. Her her dad died when she was seven, and she doesn't like to talk about it, probably because she was only seven. She was only seven, and, you know, that can bring up some bad memories for people. And, uh, you know, uh, me, you know, being a parent of two kids who don't have a parent anymore. Right. Uh, or one of their parents anymore, that it, I can I can empathize with that. Um, so I feel horrible that I didn't relay and read that information yeah. before the interview started. Because, you know, I could very easily have curtailed my line of questioning well, to not include, hey, let's talk about your dad's brilliant career. Well, I did, in fact, write an apology yesterday. You did? I did. I wrote, because I felt like I felt like a jerk. Because I wouldn't want to do that. to say, If somebody says, hey, don't touch on this raw feeling. Yeah. And it's not like an interview of... Like, it's a topic of controversy that somebody's trying to avoid. Like, you remember when, uh, what's his name, uh, 
the comedian who ousted Bill Cosby. Oh, Hannibal Burris. Hannibal Burris didn't want right? to talk about Cosby. Hannibal Burris, like it, and it, like that story had just blown up. Like he goes on stage, he starts do talking about this thing about how Bill Cosby's a rapist. Somebody records that video. The thing blows up. It goes viral. Well, less than two weeks later, Hannibal Burris is scheduled to be on the show. He doesn't want to talk about any of it, and it's like. I, I don't see the the, the 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 need to have a guest like that on if you're not going to address the elephant in the room. Right. Whereas you're talking about this thing. This woman is a successful person on her own. She's not riding the coattails of her dad. And she just didn't want to talk about it. And I felt awful about that. So I had to write her agency yesterday to say, explain, and say, I'm sorry. Uh, did they respond back? They did not respond back, but at least I did what I could well, there to, you go. to help. I mean, I can't change somebody's going to be mad at me I for mean, something. You, but. you did the right thing, you know, owning up to the irresponsible lack of detail uh, or uh, that you had yesterday and put, putting a... Well, Me in harm's way. You know, I'm the one know, that embarrassed both of us because it, I didn't yeah. know any of this stuff. But, you know, hey, that's okay. That's it. You just go on with your day. Yeah, well, you know, uh, you know, there's so much going on right now. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. weighing on my mind a little bit. You, you, so You, you, uh, you want to get some stuff off your chest, Steve? No. Maybe in a couple of weeks I will. But okay. right now, uh, I'm just saying, uh, please excuse my faux pas. We have news coming up next to Rock 102. Rock 102 and the Tommy Car Auto Group want to set you up for this year. 732 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home is offering $1,400 off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit yankeehomeimprovement.com and always use the keyword Rock 102. It's time for news uh, filled with stories that Steve has yet to share with all of us or read completely. On Rock 102. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, that might change someday. <laughs> uh, Sting, man. I want to go see Sting. You want to go see Sting? I would love to go see Sting. I didn't realize you were a big fan of Sting. I, uh, well, I, I'm not a fan, like, so much of the the pop songs of Sting. Do you like all his terrible songs? No, I I don't like, but he's got some really good ones. No, I I, I agree. Know, I agree. Uh, he, I, he's very uh, talented uh, musically. I, I like watching live music. I like watching, you know, and, and not just him, like, you know, the, the, the other people, that he, the instrumentalists that he has with him. He usually has a very good band well, with him. And that's what, that's what I mean. I really appreciate a good live show, and I'd always love wanted to see Sting. Well, I, you know, all you got to do is go upstairs and... And ask and see if there's you know any uh, free tickets for a guy uh, of your importance and see what the, you can come up with. Uh, yeah, I heard. Uh, hey, uh, you got a got a rag for your nose because it's gonna be bleeding all night long. Here you go. Here's your two free tickets. Well, you're never gonna get great seats. I mean, we're a radio station for crying out loud. But uh, nevertheless, yeah. worth asking. It is uh, worth uh, asking a little bit. Yeah, you know, sure. My favorite police song uh, that they never play on the radio yeah is can't stand losing you that is such a dark like suicidal uh mm -hmm. like uh, yeah like uh, get your anger out kind yeah, of yeah that's an angry song yeah, all right it's a, it's a good tune though yeah I, I, dun, dun, dun. not to, to name drop or anything but mm -hmm. uh, on a previous episode of baxi's musical podcast i yeah. spoke to uh, andy summers no you did really yeah i did I the, uh, listening to this podcast. You <laughs> yeah, yeah, Andy Summers from the police. How long have you been doing this thing? Uh, well, I'm going on my third year. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. I, did, I had no idea that that did, was the case. Did you realize that there are 
105 episodes of Baxi's Musical Podcast. No way. Way. 105? Yeah. I got another one coming up on Monday, too. Pretty excited about it. What's the one on Monday going to be? Uh, it's actually a local guy, which is uh, which is fine. So local, in fact, he may work in this building. No way. Yes, way. Hmm. Tommy Pluta from the, uh, the band The Size. Oh, I thought you were talking about Pat Kelly. No, I actually wanted uh, to do a podcast where there's an interesting backstory to it. Um, but uh, Tom Tommy Pluta uh, was in the uh, the band The Size. They're doing a 30th anniversary uh, show at uh, the Gateway City Arts this summer, and he's got a, himself uh, a brand new EP, uh, a solo EP, which is actually really really good. And I'm, I'm not just saying that because he's in the building; uh, it's really good. I. I will have to listen to that. Yeah, it's a yeah. good one. And then the following week, uh, I got a really cool one that I'm very excited about. Even more excited than talking to Tommy Pluta because he works here. I could talk to him any day I wanted to. I see what you're doing. You're doing the entertainment tonight effect. You're not going to tell anybody what it is until right before it happens. Um, or like a few days before it happens. Let's just say that I'll be talking to one of the founding fathers of the Lollapalooza Festival in two weeks. Shut the front door back. The guy I've known for years. Hey, a uh, person from uh, Hartford was arrested by Springfield officers Tuesday after an incident involving a gun on Belmont Avenue. According to Springfield police spokesman Ryan Walsh, uh, officers were called to a gun on a gun call on Belmont Avenue around 3 p.m. on Tuesday afternoon. The suspect, later identified as 20-year-old Josiah Livingston of Hartford, allegedly pointed a gun at a victim. Officers remained in the area for several hours, and at around 7 p.m., Livingston had returned to the area and was arrested by police. A canine unit was uh, requested to help search the area for the firearm. Canine officer Scott Stetzler and canine Yogi located a fanny pack in the same area of the incident. Hey, boo-boo, we're going to go uh, get these crack-filled picnic biscuits. Yogi, the ranger isn't going to like this. Oh, look what you got, the fanny pack full of fanny by Yogi. Yogi, <laughs> boo-boo. Inside the fanny pack, officers found a firearm that matched the description uh, of the one used in the incident. Crack, cocaine, and personal items that belonged to Livingston. Hey, boo-boo, you got a spoon and a lighter? Mm? You know, I hope uh, when this guy gets in the tank and he's uh, in his little cell that everyone just reminds him that he was caught wearing a fanny pack. Yeah, and you were caught by a yogi. <laughs> yogi. Oh, was the dog wearing a hat and a little tie? Was Ranger Smith all angry at you for <laughs> stuffing your fanny pack? It, you know, now there's going to be a rash of stolen fanny packs filled with drugs around the area, and we're all going to know who it is now. That's right. That's Yogi. Now, did this Yogi wear a hat and a tie with no shirt? I just said that. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, yeah I think he did, and I think that's what he—that's what the guy's going to be made fun of. Interesting. He was caught by Yogi right in the uh, right in the thing, a fanny pack. <laughs> Honest to God, I those things are making a comeback. Uh, it, you know what's next? Pet rocks and uh, eight track tapes. Well, it's like one of those things. Like you, there's two kinds of people that wear fanny packs: boomers and drug dealers. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes yeah. it's hard to tell them apart. Yeah, when uh, you uh, you see uh, Grace out there at the uh, at the at the ice cream social at right. the senior center, she pulls out her fanny pack to get the two bucks out to pay for ice cream for all her friends. It's on me. Doesn't she normally have it in her basket in her yeah. walker? Anybody under the age of 70 wearing a fanny pack probably has fentanyl or crack cocaine inside. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's just an observation. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't want to profile because well, that I, would be wrong. I, I have lots of friends, and I, uh, none of my friends are drug dealers, and none of them own fanny packs. But I know a lot of people who are old people who have fanny packs to right. carry their stuff in. My mom was a... She was the embarrassing pioneer of that back in the 90s. Really? And she still wore it to the, to the very end? She used to walk us or She'd take my friend and I to the uh, the New York State Fair. Yeah. She'd, uh, and she'd, uh, she'd like, go and, like, you know, go to the Better Living Center while we wanted to go to the rides. So she'd let us go off and do whatever we wanted while she had her fanny pack full of her cigarettes and, uh, you know, uh, her little her well, little ashtray that she used to carry around with her. I suppose you know, when you get to a certain age, you have to have some sort of utility belt yeah. for your uh, your Lipitor, your Imodium, uh, your your, uh, <laughs> your your stool softeners, uh, yeah. your Mylanta, you know, all those things that you need to get through your day as, as an elderly person. Yeah. But it's, yet uh, it's, it's still the look of the fanny pack that uh, just, uh, just can't... Uh, I can't get over it. I hope that when I get to be, you know, 80, 90 years old, uh, God forbid, if I get there, I don't have to resort to a fanny pack. Uh, that everything should fit very comfortably in the basket of my walker. Yeah, I'm pretty sure when you start using the fanny pack, you've pretty much given up on everything else. I'd also like that uh, that little squeeze horn on the on the thing to be either like a like a Pez dispenser uh, or like a like a uh, like a medication dispenser. You squeeze the horn, pill pops out. I like that. I like, like that a, idea. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I'm onto something. And is oh. it like a Joe Biden Pez dispenser with the memory medication that you need to take? Yeah, that's right. The vitamins? That's, that's exactly what Here I need. Here, little whippersnapper. Take one of these. What is this for? I, I don't, don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have Alzheimer's, but at least I don't have Alzheimer's. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, we get we we got some other stuff. The problem is my computer's frozen up again because we have such great equipment around here. Yeah. I'm hoping we get uh, some new computers soon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> according, you, you make me laugh. A Springfield man was arrested Tuesday after state and Springfield police found a large amount of suspected fentanyl and cocaine in an apartment on Clifton Avenue. No fanny pack though. This is a this is a new thing. He was he's like the kid that never took a book bag to school. The one that always carried the books in his hand. <laughs> According to the state police, members of the uh, Narcotics Task Force and uh, Springfield Police conducted a search warrant on an apartment on Clifton Avenue Tuesday morning. Inside the home, they found approximately 300 grams of suspected fentanyl, 100 grams of suspected cocaine, and more than 150 rounds of ammunition. Police uh, and the MSP Sinrit arrested a 35-year-old Juan Ramos Cotto of Springfield. He's been charged with uh, multiple charges, including trafficking of cocaine between 100 and 200 grams. <clears throat> got to got to build up your business. I guess. By the way, back in my day, nobody had a book bag. Nobody had a backpack. We all held our books under our arms. You did? Back in my day, you never saw that kind of stuff. And then be, they became popular when you had all these kids walking around with like, you know, damaged ligaments in their arms yeah. and hands. And then you'd have bullies like knock the books out of your hand. You have papers flying all over the place, and you can't find your homework. Not because your dog ate it, but because some idiot named Fred was the big bully on the bus. Couldn't find your work after that. But that wasn't good enough for the teacher, no. She wanted to know where your homework was. Well, it was probably under someone's muddy feet in the mm. bus, but that's not my fault. Go talk to Fred, the book-crushing bully. 
You know, I know a bully. That's all a hypothetical, by the way. That never actually happened to me personally. I know a bully in uh, high school who uh, went on. He was a real jerk, right? Yes. But he was popular among other jerks. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like one of those guys. He's the king of the jerks. He's very athletic. And he wound up straight out of high school getting himself like this uh, $2 million deal to be on the New York Mets. Come on. Yeah, like like one of these things. Like you start on a farm team and they, you know, they promise you all this money. Yeah. He blew a million of it in less than a year on drugs. <laughs> oh, man. No, I'm not the one to, uh, you know, laugh at somebody's downfall. But Yeah, but, you know, if he's it, a jerk. You know, it kind of, like... I don't. I don't ever want to see anybody like hurt or you know. Like I wouldn't do that to somebody. I, I'm not a violent type of person. No. Uh, but this guy was, and it, and you can't really. Yeah, you, know, you don't want to see somebody. Uh, you know, uh, have such hard times where they could never recover for something like that. But it kind of re- does make you feel good when all the jerky things that he used to do to everybody. Well, you know, sometimes you reap what you sow, Steve. Yeah, that is true. You know, if you're gonna be a jerk, gonna be a bully. And bad things happen to that, you. That's why I only sew Afghans. Because I just want to be safe and warm underneath one. Okay, blanket boy. Hey, uh, 59-year-old drunk man in Florida. Or Florida just, man. Just one yeah. drunk guy in Florida? Uh, claimed he was Mick Jagger on Monday and interrupted a live show at a restaurant by jumping on stage. There's a mugshot of him, and he actually kind of does look like the Florida version of Mick Jagger. Really? Yeah. He was drinking in uh, in Naples on Monday and tried to interrupt a live show by climbing on the stage, claiming it was Mick Jagger. It was at a restaurant called Yabba's, uh, so not really the level of venue you'd associate the Rolling Stones with. But someone tracked down a mugshot from a previous arrest last year. He does kind of look like him, the Florida version of him. He also has a mustache. If, oh, if he also had a mustache. I see. Why Mick Jagger doesn't have a mustache? Mick Jagger has never, to my uh, knowledge, ever had facial hair. Uh, at 59, he's almost two decades younger than Mick, who's 78, but he's an old 59. He looks like Keith Richards at 59. Which looked more like 89. Right. He was yelling at people in the restaurant, and they eventually kicked him out. Police found him nearby in a park where he charged one of them, but then fell over. The police report said he was drunk and in an unstable state. He also threatened one of the uh, officers. Then he finished off the night by puking in the back of the cap car. You know, they charge you like $75 for that. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Crew. You know, every story I'm uh, I'm seeing of this story doesn't show the guy. It just shows the real Mick Jagger. Maybe uh, the guy you think looks like Mick Jagger is actually Mick Jagger. Well, here's this mugshot. Uh... I guess you could see, I'm looking at the Lee County Sheriff's Office mugshot, and uh, he kind of would look like Mick Jagger, maybe. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm looking. Well, I can't wait to see it. He was drunk. Somebody probably told him he looks like Mick Jagger. He's like, yeah, I do, man. Don't look like Mick Jagger. <laughs> Get some Jagger Meister over here. Let's do some shots. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't got it. Standing up on a table. Stop me up! Yeah! <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. It gets me going every morning. It's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. Look for the black and white can now at every Big Y Express. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 48. Tomorrow, more of the same. 
And uh, Saturday, sunny and a high of 55. It's 31 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. When holiday bills of December arrive and you spent an... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.53 and Simple Minds on Rock 102. Ooh, the Breakfast Club. That would be a great name for a radio show, wouldn't it? Nah, the it's Breakfast not that. Club? No, no. Uh, yeah, we could do it. You could be Judd Nelson. I'll be uh, uh, Anthony Michael Hall. Uh, I'd rather be Emilio Estevez, frankly. Uh, you want to be the wrestler who put tape all over somebody's body and then ripped it off of them? All right, take that back. Yeah. Maybe I'll do Ali Sheedy instead. Uh, listen, today happens to be Thunderbird Thursday. Ooh, How exciting is that? T-Bird Tuesday. Uh, yeah, the, the, the T-Birds are going to be back on the ice on Saturday, February 12th at uh, the Mass Mutual Center against the Providence Bruins. Uh, we have a fantastic prize pack that includes four hats, four koozies, four seats on the glass for Saturday's game, plus four vouchers good for a free hot dog and soda. All of that can be yours to the 10th caller at 293-1021. It's a Thunderbird Thursday right here on Rock 102. What if you have uh, what if five people on your family? Well, then you have to choose uh, which one you love the least and make them stay home. Uh, I was t- actually telling you about this yesterday, about when I was in eighth grade. Yeah. I was on a school field trip. Did I talk about this on the air or was it off the air? It was off the air. I think it was off the air. Yeah, we we went on a school field trip for eighth grade, and uh, I had my hair cut by one of the other kids in the the class. Right. He brought these, like, battery-powered buzzers with him and was giving haircuts to everybody. Probably the most unhygienic thing you could possibly think of. But, nevertheless, cost-effective. But you're 13 years old, and you really don't care, right? Right. So uh, this kid, he's like, hey, you want your hair done? And I had a beautiful head of hair, you know? And then uh, I said, yeah, I want that awesome cut that everybody else has. And he, uh, he he shaves the sides of my head, and I have this, like, mushroom top. That was the cool thing back in 92, my friend. That was the, yeah, the way to no, be. I, I never had that. Yeah. I was too busy uh, growing a luxurious yeah. mullet. And my dad, it drove him nuts that I looked like that. <laughs> Why do you look like such an a-hole? <laughs> Who did that to you? <laughs> Right, and uh, I was then uh, he first he that night was my eighth grade graduation. Right, and he he didn't go because he didn't want to be seen with me because of the haircut. Yeah, and then that weekend was Father's Day weekend, and I wasn't allowed to go to Father's Day dinner with them because he didn't want to be seen with an idiot that looked like me. All because of a haircut. All because night. of a haircut. Granted, yeah. I mean it's a haircut that makes you look a little bit of a like a dweeb. Well, but I mean, you know, yeah, but, that, but in 1992, that was all the rage. That was all the rage, and uh, you know what? Uh, it grew back. And then eventually I lost it all anyway. I didn't have to have that kid do it. Do you have any uh, photographic evidence of this haircut? I don't know if I do or not. I'll have to go back and look in the uh, the Nagel archives. Yeah. And uh, and find out if I have a picture of that. I don't think yeah, I do. Because, you know, there's loads of people that yeah. we know, you know, in our audience that had that same exact cut. Yeah. You know what I did, though? While they went out for Father's Day dinner? Yeah. I ate. Ramen noodles, and I watched the Chicago Bulls win the NBA championship. You know, to be honest, you probably yeah. had a better time doing that. I had a hell of a lot better time. They didn't even bring me anything home. Really? Nothing in a doggy bag and nothing? No, my brother goes, you know, Mom really tried to get you a, like a like a meal to go. 
And dad was like, uh-uh, no son of mine that looks like that is going <laughs> to get any crappy turkey from this old country buffet. <laughs> <laughs> it's 757 with Dax and Dangle at Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.09 and the Jay Giles Band at Rock 102. It's going to be a really nice day today with sunny and a high of 48 to tomorrow. More of the same and then uh, beautiful 55 on Saturday, only to lead us to snow and freezing again by Sunday. Ah, perfect. Yeah. Hey, uh, just a few minutes ago, we posted a, a video of, uh, of uh, something that happened uh, in between our, uh, our fascinating little breaks here. Yeah. The things that we talk about. Uh, while we were playing the Dewey Brothers, it is a video of Steve enjoying the hell out of the great classic rock that we play. And well, so far, 99 people have liked it, five shares, 21 comments. Yeah. And I tried to posting it on my page, and for whatever reason, it didn't uh, quite take. But somebody said that uh, uh, the next thing we should do is bring back the Master Thespian with more meows. So, yeah, you never know. Hey, you never uh, know. I've... Well, we've never been known to do much new things, but uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> never been known. Uh, we could start. We can start now if but you I, want to. But I think you'll find uh, that it is a wildly entertaining video, and it's it's nice to see that uh, yeah. it's getting some response. Well, uh, I enjoy. I, you listen, man. There's some songs on here that we listen to all the time, right? And it like we listen to it all the time because we're here all the time, all like, in the, the morning, time, right? right? Uh, to the average listener, you know, they might be turning on the station, listening for five to ten minutes, and then turning the station off. Right. So, you know, you might hear the same Steve Miller song twice in a week, but it's probably not going to happen to you. We hear it all the time. But I, there are some... Uh, all right, well, you know what? Let's do this. Name some of your favorite songs that we play here. And I'll, I can give you some of mine. My favorite songs that, that, we, we, that we play? we play regularly here. Um, well, let's see. Uh, there are some Led Zeppelin songs I like an awful lot. Yeah, which one? Uh, yeah, Dancing Days is one of my favorites. Always like that one. That's a good one. Uh, we played uh, Nobody's Fault But Mine a couple weeks ago. I thought that was freaking awesome. I like yeah. that one. Uh, let me think. Wait, uh, what else do I like? See, uh, Ten Years Gone is one of my favorite Zeppelin That's songs. That's a good one, we too. we don't play that. We, you know, well, that, it's a long song. All right. The one I love that we play from Zeppelin is Heartbreaker along with uh, Living, Love, and Made. Made. Yep. I love that the, that riff. Yep. And then the ba 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 You know, I love getting into that thing. You know what was one of my least favorite that we play all the time? What? Led Zeppelin. we just focus on Led Zeppelin here uh-huh. for a second. I have never, ever liked The Ocean. Yeah, I'm, I was never a big fan one of One of my one least favorites. You know, yeah. I mean... You know, when the levee breaks, that's awesome. Uh, you know, uh, cashmere I still like. Uh, you know, in mm-hmm. the evening, that's a good song. In the that's a good, a good one. one. Yeah. You know, uh, in my time of dying, still right. one of my top three or four Zeppelin songs of all time. You know, when I started here uh, 17 years ago, believe that or not. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, the night guy here. I was the seven to midnight guy, and I used to get the let out at 10 p.m. Oh, did you? And do then that? we'd play three Led Zeppelin songs. Right. And I thought it was a great feature because it gave me the opportunity to play things that we don't normally play here. Sure. You know, and people would call up and request, and then you'd put the song in, and then uh, then you'd, you'd intro each one. You'd give a little background information to the song. Yeah. And then uh, you'd play it. It was actually, I thought it was a pretty great feature. Um, but that was like, you know, we don't get a lot of exposure to those other songs 
because those aren't the ones that are the most popular. Right. We're also not going to play like a, a seven-minute, eight-minute-long song here on our show. No. We don't, we don't have that kind of time because we're too busy talking about fascinating stuff like Steve bouncing in a chair on a video. You know, that's good yeah. stuff. You know, magnet fishing. You know, yeah. important things. And, and I'm, I'm not – again, I'm not – listen uh, – the reason why we play these songs is because they're the most popular songs, and and people like to hear them. Of course Whether they you do. think that they're played too much, is really irrelevant because the popularity overall right. is that people like these songs. Yeah. Now, we do have uh, great features that we do. We do live in concerts on Saturday nights. Yeah, that's a good Randall's one. Farm. We do the Baxi's Musical Fun Bag. Oh, that's a terrific that's feature. A, but but I'm that's, saying that's fantastic. That's fan- I I wouldn't be surprised if that's like uh, that, that expands the five nights a week. I just think it's an unfair criticism sometimes, and we joke about it too. But it's an unfair criticism to say we just play the same stuff over and over again. We have plenty of opportunities for listeners to go in and dive into the Rock 102 library with all these different features that we have. Like so I actually have you know. A, a decent amount of uh, of classic rock on my on my phone. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's not all classic rock. I mean, there's some pretty obscure stuff in there too. But yeah, you know, sometimes I, I uh, I'll listen to the classics. Sometimes, you know, on occasion, yeah. time to time, mm-hmm. yeah, I may call something up that uh, you don't hear very often. But yeah. uh, you know, I mean, for the most part, I like to you know, like to broaden it out a little bit, like spread things out. Well, for your own personal music pleasure sure yeah well i mean you know that's that's like i think you know uh there's there's a lot more opportunity for people nowadays to go out and and find whatever they want i mean you can find listen to unless you're looking for neil young's music then you might have to work a little bit harder for it yeah but i mean for the most part if you just you know want some great background music with some classic tunes rock 102 is the place to be man damn right you know so, uh, you know, we did this experiment uh, before. Uh, I mean, you got the music on your phone, don't you? I do. You do? Yeah. Uh, you wanna... I actually use Spotify, but I I have playlists on that. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got uh, I got you know I got the Spotify and uh, my iTunes mm-hmm. library here. But yeah, you know, right. but the Spotify, it's like I mean, I, I do that for the for the fun bag. You know, put together playlists. Yeah. You know, so I know like how long you know how much music to put into an hour. Right. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of. Uh, that's more utilitarian more than anything else. Mm-hmm. But on the the i you know the uh, the Apple uh, stuff that's yeah you know, that's the stuff I'm that's the stuff I'm cranking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm cranking that, shizzing it up, cranking it up. Dude. That's it. That's it. Did you see my shirt by the way? It's a picture of a, like an old car stereo, and it says "Just put it on the classic rock station." Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You see you see my shirt today? What is that? It's a. Uh, it says pothead on it. Yeah. And rather than like a marijuana leaf, it's got a coffee pot. Oh, on it. I see. Because you're, you're addicted to caffeine and coffee. I'm totally addicted to coffee. Nothing else. That's but that's my poison right there. Uh it's what I do. It's how I roll. Uh I can I will give you my workout. I, I'm going back to my workout for the first time in over a month today. Really? I'm gonna get my ass kicked. Oh, but you're gonna be cut like a diamond nah, in a but matter be, of days. I'm gonna be hurting all damn weekend. I yeah, know it. because I just be, be, between COVID and then the kids being sick, like there hasn't been an opportunity for me to go and do this. And now it's a uh, we're we got immunity, baby. Yeah. We're going to do it. But I'm gonna get my ass kicked. But I have a workout playlist that I uh, that I that I use. All right. So what's on the workout playlist? Uh, uh, enter- like, let's get physical by Olivia Newton-John. No, Enter Sandman by uh, Metallica. Okay, all right. That's a that's a good uh, pumping up type of uh, type of song. Uh, Bullet with butterfly wings from the Smashing Pumpkins. Okay. 
Without Me from Eminem. Okay. Lose Yourself. Lose Yourself from Eminem. You like that one? I do like that one. Okay. Got dun, 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 dun. You know, it's going to build right. up to it. Right? Sure. Uh, Baby, I Love You by the Ramones. Okay, there you go. That's good. I know it's not like a like a... There's something about the way they sing that song that is just absolutely amazing. You know, it's not that... You still get a little bit of that, like, what is it, Ronettes that's saying that? Yeah. Yeah, you still get a little bit of that Ronettes sound, but you also get that hard punk uh, feel to it, well, too. Well, you know, they, they, you know, Phil Spector did produce one of their albums. Yeah. So that's probably why you have uh, that. Uh, that fl- they were big Phil Spector fans. Uh, Gloria by uh, Laura Branigan. Oh, I can't blame you there. Ah, see? You don't like that? Can't blame you on that one. Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. Yeah, that's like that's like that's weird. What that song is weird to me. Why? It's not that it's a bad song. Yeah, but like suddenly out of the blue, it becomes a hit because of the movie. That's you know I've this always happens. I remember back in like 1992 when Wayne's World came back on the scene. Right. Everybody pretty much had not forgotten about Bohemian Rhapsody, but it wasn't like it breathed new life. It into breathed it. a hell of a lot new life into it. And I think with the movie coming out, you know, a few years ago, that was like right. 2017 or 20, 2018, I think that came out. And since then, like, try to go to a record shop and find a Queen album. You can't <laughs> try to find a record shop. No, but it's like anything that gives breathes new life to something again. Yeah. You know, people, and that, I think that's kind of cool. No, the movie, the movie definitely did that. Yeah. But like, you know, don't stop me now. You know, it it really wasn't a hit in this country. No, at all. No, and you know, I mean, I remember it because I had, you know, I had, a, you know, I was a big Queen fan when I was yeah. a kid. You know, I had that record. I liked the song, but it's like all of a sudden, you know, we're playing it. And I'm like, well, I mean, really? Think, think about keep yourself alive. We didn't play that at all until the movie came out. No, we 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 would play that one occasionally. Mm, yeah, but not But things like, like you know, Brighton Rock and Now I'm Here, you would never hear that on any radio station, not just Rock 102, but all great Queen songs. Um Oh. Uh yeah, I know, but there is a lot of uh like people are rediscovering all that music. I think that's kind of cool when you have something that directs people to that sound. Oh yeah. And you know, I always really liked Queen until I actually saw the movie. And I really, like, it gave me an opportunity to go back and say, oh, you know what, let me give these other albums a chance, you know. All right. To the point where my kid got into it. Now, granted, she watched the movie, but uh, the good thing is it wasn't very graphic. You know? Yeah. No, it was. It was. You it know, was they a... focused more on the music and the life of Freddie Mercury versus his uh, sexual prowess, if you will. Which is the movie that yeah. uh, Sasha Baron Cohen wanted to make. Right. My my kid, uh, uh, she just thought Freddie Mercury had to go to the bathroom a lot. <laughs> Probably did <laughs> with all the drinking he well, did. Why is he stopping at all these truck stops? So he just, uh, uh, he's got uromycetosis. Yes, it's a, good, it's a bladder control issue. Uh, but yeah, I, I really appreciate when you have a good movie. I tried to get into that Rocket Man thing. I couldn't do it. I I didn't I didn't really bother with it. You know, there's something about making a movie about somebody who's still alive yeah. that really it doesn't jibe well. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't Well, I mean if it's a you know, if he's involved in the filmmaking yeah. process, to me it's a little self-serving. That's what I'm saying. Like it's better I think to get the perception of other people and how you were. Yeah. I mean, it could be a bad thing, too, which you don't want. But See, the biopics, I, I'm, or biopics, I don't even know how I'm supposed to I pronounce it. I think it's it. biopic. Whatever. I mean, I, I actually think I like a documentary more. Yeah. 
just because it's not entire. I mean, they can be sensationalized, but uh, but not entirely. You know, like with a documentary, I think you get like a little bit more of an honest feel. And there have been a lot of great documentaries, mm-hmm. you know, uh, music documentaries that have come out during uh, COVID. Yeah, that are phenomenal. Like one. Uh, I think I've talked about this before. The Sparks Brothers. Yeah, Sparks were is a is a band that's been around for more than fifty years. They got like twenty five records, but they never got the you know the commercial uh, you know notice that they really deserved. They were very very influential, and this documentary was done by Edgar Wright, who's a very famous film director right. and a huge yeah. fan. It's it's a little lengthy, but it's a it's a great documentary. Yeah, a really and, good one. And that's uh, you know that's the thing I like about discovery. Like I, I like we, we've talked about this many times. That like I'll be oblivious to something until I actually see it, maybe even used in a film or in like a really uh, you know I took I took a uh, a film class in college at Westfield right. State, and it was really. It kind of opens your eyes a little bit to all these little, you know, subtle things that actually have a lot to do with the rest of, uh, of the movie and things right. like that. And one of the things they told us to be in, keep an eye out for is like um, where music starts. It doesn't necessarily mean that the song has full meaning to whatever the scene is, right? But where it starts and where the where the thing that and it was the Sopranos that we. Uh, we, that I had watched, you know, obviously after I graduated college, but it was The Sopranos, and one of the episodes was they're, they're like in Miami, and then the Beach Boys starts playing the Surfing USA song. Yeah, but then the music doesn't fade up until the significance of what it means to the scene, and it's and and it just says we're all be planning out a route we're gonna take real soon. Yeah. so it's kind of like you know the. A, a significant turning point in the storyline right. that you might want to pay attention to. I always find those things so cool. The one thing, the one thing I'll, <laughs> I'll say about that that uh, that has kind of been a lot of fun for me, especially with the uh, the, the Sunday night show, Baxi's mm-hmm. musical fun bag here on Rock One Two at nine o'clock, um, is I knew a lot of that music growing up, but doing that show has allowed me to rediscover stuff that I had completely forgotten about. Yeah. And kind of like reconnect to a lot of nostalgia for mm-hmm. me, you know. And some people, you know, it's it's you know, nostalgia means different things to different people. Yeah. But when you when you come across something that you remember hearing when you're 19, 20 years old, mm-hmm. it it totally sends you back. And a perfectly good example is we just played uh, "Simple Minds" here a, f- a few minutes ago. Yeah. You know, that's a song that came out when I was like a freshman or sophomore in college and whether I like the song is immaterial what I that that song just triggers yeah, it's, this it's, these incredibly great memories for me melody memories they call them. that's it's something ex- that brings you back to the exact moment where you were again you know whether or not you like the song or not it still has that feel of it, what it it's it's I, I still associate really cool memories with that song like it was playing it you know, at a certain moment, or you know, or with a with a bunch of friends, and that's kind of what the, the the fun bag is so cool because a lot of those songs kind of put me in that same place. Yeah, and to me, that's kind of fun. I think that's the whole purpose of classic rock too. They're all classics. It all depends on your point of view and what you know what songs really were part of your your youth. Yeah, and there you go. And anytime I hear uh, Enrique Iglesias' "Hero," 
I think of my first days in radio going, God damn it, I hope I don't have to listen to this and pork here for the rest of my life. <laughs> Can we have a little Steve Miller, please? It's 820. Wish granted. 824 with Bax and Nagle and Rock 102. Proven quality. Uh, 828 with Bax and Nagle and Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be a nice day today with a high uh, 48 and uh, more of the same for tomorrow. It's uh, 28 right now in downtown Springfield. Got the, it just sent to us this uh, obituary uh, for a guy who passed away on uh, February 3rd. His name is uh, Kenneth Corbett. And uh, I don't know how to present this properly. Um, we, we, I didn't know, I don't think I knew him, th- this man. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't say uh, I knew him either. But. Uh, well, I'll read the first paragraph and then I'll read the part. You know, it says Kenneth William Corbett, 57, loving son, brother, and uncle, passed away peacefully with family by his side on Thursday, February 3rd, 2022. Kenny was born in Northampton on June 16th, 1964, to Francis Mursky and William Francis Corbett, Sr. He lived in Western Mass his entire life and was devoted Patriots, Red Sox, Celtics, and NASCAR fan. And it uh, it goes on to say really nice things about this man. He's uh, But it, it sounds like he was uh, he spent the last five years of his life at Care One in Northampton after a long battle with brain cancer. His family is very grateful to the nurses and aides who cared for him and ultimately became his friends. Kenny loved his tunes, and his care team made sure to have Rock 102 on the radio for him. A special Mm. thank you is extended to those who made his final days with his family as peace as possible and uh, giving him the gift of uh, passing with dignity and grace. Uh, Well, uh, our condolences definitely to uh, to Kenny. We didn't know Kenny. Yeah, but, Uh, but, uh, you know... To mention us that uh, that helped him get through his his treatments, and yeah. uh, I think that's a, I think that's a great thing that uh, that he got happiness and comfort from. Yeah, that. and and uh, and thank you to uh, the uh, the gentleman that uh, that sent us that obituary. We we appreciate yeah. that. So to and, to Kenny's family, our condolences uh, to you. And honestly, uh, again, you thank these healthcare workers uh, at at Care One. Obviously, took yep. good very good care of the man, and uh, that's uh, something to be to be proud of. Field. Cottage Street in East Hampton and TaxLandOnline.com. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Well, thank you, Bax. Well, you're very welcome, Steve. Uh, we got, uh, let's, oh, somebody distracted me again. I hate when somebody does that. Right in the middle of the, uh, right in the middle of the thing. I got an email from our boss. Boom. <laughs> Popped right out. I haven't I'm seen just, I'm just, I haven't seen uh, the response. He's re- actually responding to a comment that yeah. I made <laughs> earlier. Okay. Well, we'll. We can talk about that off the air, I guess, because uh, that's kind of funny. <laughs> I haven't seen the response yet. I it's just good. saw this thing pop up. Anyway, a person from Hartford was arrested by Springfield officers Tuesday afternoon after an incident involving a gun on Belmont Avenue. According to Springfield Police Spokesman Ryan Walsh, officers were called to a gun call on Belmont around 3 p.m. The suspect later identified as 20-year-old Hosea Livingston of Hartford allegedly pointed a gun at a victim. Officers remained in the area for several hours, and at around 7 p.m., Livingston had returned to the area and was arrested by police. A canine unit was requested to help search for the area for the firearm. Canine officer Scott Stetzler and canine Yogi located a fanny pack in the same area of the incident. <laughs> Yogi. Hey, boo-boo! <laughs> I got a fanny pack full of crack cocaine for you. Yogi. Hey, uh, you got a spoon there, little buddy? You got a spoon and a needle and Yo- uh, maybe a torch? Uh. Yogi, the ranger isn't going to like that. Screw the ranger, boo-boo. <laughs> We're going to be shooting up all over this forest. <laughs> 
Uh, you think like uh, the later years of Yogi at the methadone clinic because he had all these problems from being the canine bear picking up the fanny packs. <laughs> boo boo! I have to change my bag. Hey boo boo! <laughs> if the police come around looking here for a guy with a tie and a hat uh, and a bear suit, uh, don't tell him you know me. Yeah, tell him I'm Snagglepuss. Hey boo boo! <laughs> Hey, Ranger Dom Dom ain't gonna like this. <laughs> Listen, Yogi, you stop stealing them fanny packs full of the fentanyl. <laughs> this ain't gonna stand. Yeah, these dingbats aren't gonna stand at all. Uh, hey, a shuttle bus crashed into a Tasty Burger in Harvard Square in Cambridge. Well, I guess if you're gonna crash anywhere, uh, that's the place to be. A shuttle bus veered off the road and collided with a Tasty Burger in Harvard Square Wednesday night. According to police, uh, the uh, shortly after 7 p.m., police and firefighters in Cambridge responded to a report of the shuttle bus crash at John F. Kennedy Street, uh, 40 John F. Kennedy Street. Police reported uh, no injuries, uh, and they said the driver was the only occupant at in the on the bus at the time of the crash. When police in uh, Cambridge investigated, they said the building sustained no serious or structural damage. Photos from the crash show slight damage to the front of the bus as well as a severely cracked windshield. Hey. That's a tasty burger. It's enough to crash through the walls of the front of the place to get one. You almost don't even mind ruining your car. Absolutely not. That's a that's a bus. It looks like a like a box truck. I guess it is a bus. It's is it like one of them uh, smaller? It's one of those transportation buses. Those uh, electric vehicle ones. Right, like the kind you'd see going to an airport. Yeah. Right. Those. Uh, I remember uh, years ago. Remember uh, Rain's Deli over in, uh, it was the old ground round. Yeah, then Ryan's. It turned it was Ryan, called, yeah. Ryan's Deli. Ryan's Deli. It was, it was the old ground round in the, in the rotary in West Springfield. And uh, I remember uh, somebody, like, jumped the curb and drove into the side of the building. Oh, I remember that, yeah. yeah and it, it, luckily nobody was hurt, uh, including the person that crashed. And it was a medical emergency, I yeah. believe. And they didn't even have, like, a drive-up window. <clears throat> no. But uh, for like a couple of weeks after that, on the sign outside, it says, please drive in. And then drive in was cross, and it just says, stop in. <laughs> it's I good to know was, they got a sense of humor about it. That was pretty clever. I missed the ground round, though. I don't know. I'm not a real big fan of throwing stuff on the floor when I'm done eating it. What are you talking about? Well, you used to be able to get like a, like a big bunch of peanuts, and yeah. then you take your shells, you toss them on the floor. Yeah, oh, they sh but they're just peanuts. It wasn't like you were throwing rib bones on the floor. Or oh, I would. Pieces of hamburger bun. Oh, yeah, no, anything that uh, ketchup, I didn't want to eat. Ketchup, you know, like yeah. garnish. I threw, always threw parsley garnish on the floor. What am I going to do with that? Those remaining fries that have way too much ketchup on them at the bottom of the basket. Yeah, when they yeah. get all you know wet, soggy and stuff. Yeah, you don't want that. A uh, new police contract in Chicopee will boost the pay of newest officers on the force in an effort to attract and keep more law enforcement in the city. The three-year contract, which is retroactive at the start of the fiscal year July of 2021, uh, gives all officers an annual 1.5 increase each year. Well, wow. sign me up for that job. Just out of curiosity, does it say what the uh, starting rate is for a said uh, rookie cop? I don't know if I... Uh... The new contract boosts the existing salary for an officer just out of the academy to $54,000. It raises the uh, salary of an officer with four years of experience to $63,000. 
which is about the same as the $62,000 average salary officers in surrounding er, uh, communities earn. Okay, so they're trying to keep up with the, you know, surrounding thing. But damn, man, the cost of everything mm -hmm. is up. Well, let me tell you something. Yeah. Uh, for you youngsters looking to go into a police work, mm -hmm. that's just your base salary. Yeah. Never mind the fact you you'd be getting a pension, which is you know almost a word that's been phased out of the English language, uh, and all of that big fat overtime. You can make a fifty-four thousand dollar a year job, balloon up to fifty-nine thousand dollars a year. Hey, how about that? Now you're making it. Cha ching. Suddenly, friend. being a cop doesn't seem like such a bad gig. I mean, I couldn't do it, but that's the, but that's mostly because I uh, I don't have the aggressiveness or the knees. I mean, sure, you got to deal with people maybe stabbing you in the face every once in a while, or assaulting you, or spitting on you, or calling you a dirty pig from afar. But come on, fifty three thousand dollars, you're done nuts for turning that job. For overtime down. and a pension, oh, please. Oh yeah, baby, it's a good gig. The good gig. I uh, I sensed a little sarcasm in our response to that story. That's not uh, sarcasm. Are you By sure? the way, because I mean, have you ever talked to a cop who's been around for a while, yeah. and you ask, "Hey, how much time you got left before you can retire?" They know to the exact minute. Now I can only tell you that I've got three thousand five hundred and four days left before I retire. Yeah. But I don't know by the hour, by the minute. But some of these guys, they know exactly the moment they're going to walk out the door with their cardboard box. Yes, they do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I haven't gotten to that kind of detail. Well. Maybe we could set something up for you. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Former Brimfield police officer Ryan Olsta is uh, suing the town and multiple members of the Board of Selectmen alleging his sexual orientation led to not being reappointed as a police officer last summer. This uh, defendant's dislike for plaintiff's sexuality was a factor in not reappointing his position on police force, court documents state. In June, there were 13 officers up for reappointment in the town, who are reappointed by the Board of Selectmen. Ulsta was the only police officer not reappointed after resident Michael Miller asked the board postpone reappointing the officer and asked Chief of Police Charles Cuss that Ulsta be suspended immediately. The five board members are well aware I'm about to discuss uh, what I'm about to discuss, which is very, very sensitive, but also a very serious possible charge against Officer Ryan, Ryan Ulsta, Miller said during mm. the uh, meeting. The allegations were not further discussed during the meeting, uh, as Board of Selectmen Chairman Susan Collins uh, stopped Miller, afraid that sensitive information should not be disclosed publicly and suggested be talked about during the executive session. Well, I'd like to know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, how can we make any kind of uh, commentary assessment on this story without knowing all the full details? Well, you can't, Steve, because every time you do, you dig yourself a deep hole, then you're corrected, and then who looks like a jerk? Yeah. Um, You've already had your share of that today. Uh, let's see, uh, the dispute, Byrne said, was over a new parking, I don't know, there's a, this whole thing, they don't tell you why, uh, he was fired, or suspended, they want to yeah. keep that under wraps, probably because there's some information in there that may be detrimental to the defense of the town. Could very well be, or detrimental to the person who has been fired. Yeah, that could be too. You know what I mean? Uh, let's see. Uh, this lady probably would have been arrested no matter what, but she didn't do herself any favors. An officer near Toronto pulled over a woman for driving erratically the other night. It was around 2.30 in the morning when it happened. She, who's 19, which is not old enough to drink in Canada. I thought it was. 
They must have raised it. They, yeah, I think they did. <clears throat> they did raise it. But obviously, drunk driving is illegal no matter what. She claims she hadn't been drinking, but the cop could smell alcohol in her breath, so he asked to see her license. But instead of her ID, she reached into her wallet and handed him a gift card for a nearby liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be. That's cruel. Uh, ma'am, this is a liquor store gift card. I know. They got these pretzels over there. They're so good. I but there's $75 on that gift card. It's 75 I would say maybe 46 I bought a bottle of pop-up earlier, and I can't find it. She was... Uh, she does have a license, by the way, or did anyway. It's now been suspended, or at least it was for the next 90 days, and her car is an impound. You know what the problem is? What? This happened in Toronto. Yeah. It's the big city, okay? Yeah. It's like the biggest city in all of Canada. Yeah. But if you did this in, say, some tiny little town in Saskatchewan somewhere, yeah, and you were drinking and driving, they probably wouldn't pull you over. Because you're in the middle of nowhere, it's yeah. Saskatchewan, and what else is there to do in Saskatchewan? Well, that would be the big police work of the day. Pulling Maybe. somebody over who's drinking and driving. Maybe, but yeah. I'm going to guess that parts of Canada where you could drink at 13 years old if you wanted to, and no one would say boo. Uh, not to reference that story twice in one week, but I will. The time I went to the Canadian border and we got the car searched on us and all that stuff, and then we finally stayed in Toronto right. to do this comedy <clears throat> contest. Well, we also went out to check out the nightlife in Toronto. There are a lot of drunks out there. Oh, yeah. Lots of drunks. And they drink beer in quarts because of the metric system. Yeah, right. And they're a lot bigger <clears throat> I don't even know what the uh, what the equivalent is to whatever, but it's a bigger beer, and we they were, drink a lot. When we went to Montreal, me and Bobby Bouillot were drinking big beers, big, yeah, yeah. big, They sell big them beers. all over the place up there. Like a Labatt's Blue here in the States, yeah, 12 ounces. Yeah. There, you're getting 16-ounce cans or yeah. bottles. Or bigger. They, yeah. These things were bigger. These were like, they called them oil cans. They were like the Fosters. Like Fosters, yeah. Like yeah. The, they, 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 that's what they were. Maybe they, like but, 16, 20-ounce cans. But they were, uh, what's the other, not Labatt's, what's the other one that they make? Uh, uh, Molten's? Molten. Molson. Molson. Molson's. Uh, Molson was the other Canadian beer. Yeah, right. Uh, Molson Ice. And the big what was the other one we were drinking? There was like a, like a Riddick's Red or something like that? I gotta well, look that, for that. that. That was when the red beers were popular, though. Yeah, but it was a good one. I mean, oh. it, it was actually a quite tasty brew. Well, Bobby, Bobby, and I caused some damage up in that uh, in that province. I was in uh, Toronto and uh, walking around. We found this guy on the street, uh, you know, because they have panhandlers just like everywhere else uh, in the world, right? And uh, <laughs> this guy's sign says, "We'll take verbal abuse for change." Well, I took that opportunity. Uh, oh, you can't pass that up. We gave that guy twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> And you and let him have said, it. Listen, you bum, get a job. <laughs> get off the street. And he was like, thanks for the $20. Like, he didn't care. He was just like, whatever, you gave me 20 bucks. I think that's good marketing. See, in, in Montreal, yeah. the panhandlers all speak in French. Yeah, you got to have a panhandler hook. Nobody yeah. wants to see some just dude standing in the middle of the thing going, I'm tired, I'm bored, I'm hungry. No, have a hook with you. Yeah, well, that's what yeah. in Montreal they all yeah. spoke French, so they sounded like like sophisticated. Could I have some money for your American French fries? Good money, s'il vous plaît. Yeah, it's like uh, you had to really kind of pick and choose which pan, you know French-speaking panhandler you wanted yeah. to help out that day. Yeah, 
And then, uh, no. anyway, but yeah, you a hook. A yeah. hook is a good thing to have. If you're I agree. A I agree. What would be your hook if you were a panhandler? Oh, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe dancing. Maybe like uh, you're dancing hobo. See, I would, I would do, I would make up certificates, fake certificates, right, for like free French fries from McDonald's or something. Ooh, there you go. And then put on the sign, hey, free coupon for McDonald's French fries. For donations to my, uh, yeah, my un- my misfortunes here. So you've clearly given this a lot more thought. Oh, I've than given I did. this a lot of thought. I haven't. And really... then uh, you pass out the vouchers, right? Yeah. And uh, unbeknownst to them, there aren't real coupons, and they're only going to find that out when they actually go to the drive-through. Uh, so you got to do this not near a McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, yeah. you you clean up. Yeah. See, I, I I mean I haven't really I I don't have a whole lot of you know, strong intent to start panhandling. Although the last time I saw a guy in Springfield panhandling, yeah, I had to give him credit because he came off like, like a professional. Yeah, you know what he had? And he had a clipboard. Ooh, a clipboard. And he approached us as if he were going to ask us questions, yeah. like in a, like in a survey. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know how I like surveys. Oh, I love you. <laughs> so a guy hey. is going to come up to me and ask me a bunch of questions, like right on the spot. Now I'm thinking, okay, I'm ready and. It turns out the uh, the questions were number one: Do you have any money? Oh, my answer was why? Why do you ask? <laughs> and he said. And question number two is: May I have some? Well, you know what? We ended the uh, the survey. I gave him no money, and he took his clipboard and went to somebody else. Really? Yeah. Oh. But but. Because he had the clipboard, yeah, that's you the, that's thought, the thing. hey, this guy's just yeah. not some guy passing out a hat. I would totally be all over that. This is a guy who seems like he is yeah. conducting a scientific sociological survey for some great publication. What's on that paper? Is that a roster? No, just napkins. Well, your homeless friends? <laughs> well, there Gorz- you go. Gorzowski's out today. I got his, I got his territory. Um, I really do. I have always wanted to try standing out and doing that. Disguise myself a little bit. Right. So nobody knows it's me. Right. And then just stand on the traffic island and see how much money I get. I bet you you make more than what you probably think a lot of those guys do. Probably do. Probably do. Well, our next experiment. <laughs> Let's get the magnet fishing video taken care of first. Yeah, and then we can start yes, panhandling so. when the weather turns. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny with a high of 48. Tomorrow, more of the same. It is 31 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Automotive.